0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Jennifer McIntosh, a Distinguished University Scholar and Professor in the Department of Hydrology and Atmospheric Sciences at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks, Tim. You've been doing some interesting work considering the effects on groundwater of production of oil and gas. Could you explain how and why the groundwater gets affected?
1: Sure. So we looked at the potential environmental impacts of different types of oil and gas production. So when you extract oil and gas out of the ground, water comes with it. And that water is typically very saline and needs to be disposed of. So we looked at where that water is going in the environment. Most of it's being the vast majority is being reinjected underground, not only into reservoirs that contain oil and gas to get more energy resources out of the ground, but also into other reservoirs, in which cases it changes the groundwater flow in the deep subsurface, which could have some environmental impacts.
0: So is this for traditional oil and gas production or for hydraulic fracturing, fracking, or, or both? Are they kind of similar in that respect?
1: That's a good question. There's different types of oil and gas production. So what most people are familiar with is hydraulic fracturing, which has really come on the scene in the last 15 years and that's breaking up of tight formations to extract oil and gas. We've been producing oil and gas in the United States since the late 1800s, and so what we wanted to look at in this study is what are the potential environmental impacts of that long-term oil and gas production since the 1800s, and how does that then compare to hydraulic fracturing, which has received a lot more attention in the media.
0: Well, how does it compare?
1: Well, interestingly, we find out that um, what we call conventional or traditional oil and gas production actually produces about 10 times more water than hydraulic fracturing. And that again, that water needs to be disposed of in the environment.
0: Is that water that's coming out with the oil and gas or water that's being used as a part of the process?
1: Both. So most of the water that's produced is with the oil and gas, and the older the field usually the more water that's produced because there's less oil in the ground and so more water needs to be disposed of. But what we discovered is that there's actually additional water that's added when that water is re About 30 percent of the water that's re-injected underground is coming from freshwater resources, so it's coming from surface water and groundwater. So in places like the southwestern U.S. that's already water-stressed, that's going to have a bigger impact on our on our local water resources.
0: So in other words, water that could be drinkable water is getting re-injected down into the ground where it's mixed with other stuff.
1: Right, and used to produce oil and gas.
0: Why have we not heard about this before? Is it just that it had been going on long enough that nobody was noticing or nobody thought about it?
1: I think it's twofold. I think that... Um, we've seen you know, traditional oil and gas production in the United States for so long. It's kind of been out of sight, out of mind, where hydraulic fracturing, again, has really come on the scene recently. And so it's received a lot of media attention. And we just asked the question, what are the potential environmental impacts between these different types of oil and gas production?
0: How did you get involved with studying this?
1: I've sat on panels related to hydraulic fracturing and got to thinking what are the potential environmental impacts of other types of oil and gas production that we've been doing for far longer in the United States. And again, a lot of media attention has been on hydraulic fracturing, and I wanted to look at the larger picture.
0: Overall, what do you think the impact is on the the groundwater, anyway?
1: Looking at the data, it shows that, again, there's about 10 times more water produced from traditional oil and gas that needs to be reinjected. And the potential environmental impacts include things like what we call induced seismicity or earthquakes in places like Oklahoma. And that's because of the disposal of this water that's being produced with the oil and gas. So, for example, in Oklahoma, most of the water that's reinjected that's then leading to earthquakes is coming from traditional oil and gas production or conventional oil and gas production.
0: Although it seemed to be tied to fracking in a lot of people's minds, I think.
1: It is, but they're really two separate issues because it's not the fracking process per se that's causing the earthquakes. What it is, is it's the disposal of the produced water with the natural gas deep underground. And what we show in this study is that that produced water is also coming from conventional oil and gas wells and actually tenfold more water that needs to be disposed of.
0: Thank you for coming in, Jennifer. This is Tim Swindle and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.